we're back again with Spill Your Sports here in the black hole. Uh, it is Big Daddy Decker. We got our Willie Rowdy Rudnick and the resident Derek D-Rock pretty back for a, another episode with some uh, new topics for you this week. We're going to hit talk about the best coach of all time, regardless of sport. NFL going to 18 games. What are our thoughts on that? The XFL and how that's going. And uh, biggest surprise team in the NBA. And, of course, we'll finish out with a bonus topic. So, we're going to get it uh, started and cracking off this lovely Sunday afternoon. When rowdy the Sunday, baby. Rowdy beautiful Sunday. Beautiful weather. I love it. Beautiful. Finally got some beautiful weather. Finally. And it's going to rain all week, just so you know. Yeah, that's great, because under my house looks like a pool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Swimming. So, uh, let's kick it off. Best coach of all time, regardless of sport, regardless of era. Mm. And I've got one that uh, most people are going to disagree with, so I'm going to hold off on mine until the very, very end. And we may even let some young bucks get in on this. Uh, but right now, let's go with Rowdy. He looks like he's he's itching to answer this question. I'm itching, all right, because uh, I'm going to upset some people when I say this. Can't believe it's going to come out of my mouth. I've been thinking about it pre-show, staring at that question pretty hard. Oh, this is going to pain me. My dad's probably going to kick me out of the black hole, but I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. Uh, I think he is, uh, he's approached me now. Uh, for, for people that can't see, his dad literally walked out of the room almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, in Raider Nation. I think what he is, uh, I think what the man has done in two decades of football is, un, I mean, it's untouchable. Um He's arguably got the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, what they've been able to do together, we're probably not going to see that a team like they have been the last two decades in a long, long time. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with um, Pat Summit. I really love what Pat Summit did. She built – I mean, when you watch Tennessee games, read the court, it's Lady Vols, Pat Summit court. I mean, she has the people in orange – but that, for a while, it was Tennessee women. Yep. And it's hard to do that when they was originally, I mean, you had football and you have so many guy-dominant sports, it's hard for somebody. Especially in the SEC. Yeah, and you, someone to come out and make women's like mm-hmm. the hot topic of your your state. I really, I mean, God bless her and God love her. I know she's gone, but one of the best coaches I've ever ever been around seen. Very true. Uh, let's get some young buck talk here. Kaylor, go ahead and jump in on this one. I'm going to have to go Bill Belichick, too. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of Bill fans in the house. Yeah, uh, yeah this, it's, it's not going to be a sexy pick, but we got to go with honesty. I, I don't like the guy, but he's he can take a bunch of white guys on offense and do stuff, and you can't guard it. I mean, he can make... And which is crazy, because Belichick's actually more, more of a defensive yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And his defense. We got Big Ken. We got Big Ken. Nobody can do anything in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 I mean, Cleveland can't play in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland's bad. Cleveland had to leave Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. There's a five letter word that Bill Belichick has done since he's been with New England. Don't say cheat. Cheat. <laughs> cheat. 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 Spy. Uh, Three letter word. Well, Spy. He, he, does, he does have quite a bit of those, but 
Some would say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> well, he's got to open his mouth a little bit, a little bit farther too, because nobody can Big understand. Can't, what he, he gets a little touchy when it comes to the yeah, Patriots. <laughs> Come on, fake it if you make it. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I, I was sitting here and I was actually I started out with Brady, and, and not Brady, but Belichick, and. Um, now, listen to y'all talk about it. I think y'all did a good job talking about that. But when it comes to coaches and the different sports, you know, I look at somebody that's been basically the same place the entire time and has had success over, you know, the entirety, kind of like Belichick has done. But somebody that's been doing it longer than Belichick by a long stretch, man, uh, by a long stretch has got to be Mike Krzyzewski and what he's done at Duke. Yeah. I mean, that Duke was – I mean, that Duke – Program was non-existent before he got there. Mario Nation, and you know you're right there. <laughs> and, I know that, and I know that that is not a you know extremely good pick to be sitting in the state of Kentucky, and but you know Marcus, Whitley, especially buddy. between Kentucky fans. Yeah, and, dude uh, stands for puke. <laughs> but hey, Big Daddy, Daddy. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. There's a guy. That is not in the Hall of Fame in the NFL right now that should be a coach. He won two Super Bowls with no other than the Oakland Raiders. John Madden. <laughs> Who'd you say? Is it Madden? <laughs> you no, talking about he Flores? Won he won one. I thought he won two. No, 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 no. You talking about Flores? Tom Flores. Oh. Nobody's mentioned Tom Flores. Poor old guy, he's still alive. <laughs> you know, you're a Raider fan. You don't even mention him. After yeah, I mean, my God. Well, he, he got Jim Plunkett. He won it with him. You can give Kenny Stern. They're, not, they're not in the super, They're not in the Hall of Fame. Why? We're not talking about the Hall. We're talking about. Well, I know. I, I crossed. Yeah, I crossed. But going back to Shrasevsky, I think you made a great point. What's he got? Five titles. What was Duke? So he still got five. What was Duke before Shashevsky? And you know, what was the Patriots before Belichick. And that's the thing. Okay, I mean, yeah. as much as Duke has struggled this year, well, nobody well, would be surprised if well, they win it again. Well, yeah, chicken exactly. before KFC. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, Colonel Sanders. All yeah, right. Shashevsky is a good coach. So, He's a good coach. So he had, he had good players. To me, and to me, Shashevsky is one that you can still see coaching have an impact on the game on the court yes. it's not just a bunch of athletes going out there and you know being athletes and you know basically looking like an AAU team you can see his fingerprints on their defense on their you know offensive sets you know they still look like a well-coached team as opposed to a glorified AAU team though you have stars that just go out there and make plays there's yeah. t- there's tons of coaches you get the great Popoviches you know, it's just, I, anybody can take the ball and roll it out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, true. it takes somebody to really, you know, develop to withstand and do it year after year over the years and he maintain adjusted. that type of. And yeah, like you said, adjust to the times. And I think Shostevsky fits that bill, just like I think Belichick has fit that bill. Mm-hmm. Belichick, yeah. let's get rid of him. Let's go somewhere else. All right, uh, let's go ahead and switch topics now. What about this uh, NFL going to 18 games, dropping from four preseason games to two? So technically, players are still playing the same amount of games, um, maybe not to the intensity as the four preseason games, but four of the two preseason games are losing, but still total 18 games uh, for the players. So, or I guess 20 total games for the players. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Do y'all think this is a good move? Do you Go think- ahead, D-Rock. I'm really – this is one of the topics when I was looking at I was 50-50 on because, like, with the 18 games, 
the guys, they're they're already wanting money as it is. You go extra games where we're pretty much mandatory to play now, besides setting out two extra games in the preseason. These guys are going to want more money because I'm playing more. But on the you know, it's great for fans. I think if you're going to try to get more views and really up your fan base, why not extend games so people can watch longer? Yep. I mean, I, for that, for that, I would lean more towards you know with with going for the 18 games. I think the preseason's really kind of useless at four. I mean, you got four weeks. What? <clears throat> and and here's my case for it. A players hate preseason. Yeah. <laughs> fans. The, play, the players hate the preseason. The fans hate the preseason. They they want to start watching meaningful games. Yeah, it gets us to that. But at the same time, the the season is the same exact length as it was before. So, you know, my argument against players want more money. Well, you're still putting in the same amount of time as you was before. You gonna earn it. But earn you know, now you got two extra games in there that count and are meaningful. So you're just earning it in a different way. Instead the only of showing- thing, yeah, the only thing that scares me is like our guys are really gonna like really buckle down and, and become more jerks about it. They could. And, you know, the bench is a great motivator. I mean, yeah, it is. You start hitting them in the in the pocketbook and they refuse to play and <laughs> they start losing money, you know. Yeah. I think owners have now. That's the one thing I, I don't like about it. I think this is a play for the NFL to put more, you know, butts in the stands earlier in the season. And I think it's a money grab for the NFL um, but why not? I mean, you know, here's the thing. Fans are going to pay to go. Um, you know, fans paid for preseason games prior to. Uh, not, I don't think the tickets are quite as outlandish as regular season games. But to me, that that's kind of it. I think this is the NFL not wanting to help fans or, you know, cater to fans more. I think this is just a more money thing for the, the owner side of it. Oh, boy. Yeah, more tickets. I love it. I love it. I love it. This just makes me jingle. I love it. Uh, first of all, we've always thought preseason, the four weeks, we've talked about it, narrowed it down to two. All right. My only concern, if they extend it with the 18 games, say you've got a team that's locked after week 16. They've got the their division wrapped up last two weeks. Are they going to play their starters? That's only my thing. Say if you got a team that's – Four, the thirteen and man, sitting at thirteen and two, thirteen and three, they gonna play their starters for next, you know, couple weeks. It's kind of like, eh. Right. I think you're getting to the point where you're gonna see more teams play their starters out because of what happened with uh, the Ravens last year. I mean, yeah. they chose yeah. the rest people, and Tennessee came in and blew them out of the water. Twenty one days off, man. That's a yeah. That's a haul. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like an almost the equivalent of an entire month. I mean, as a football yeah. fan, I from love stepping it. on stepping on the field. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think the the whole resting issue now that does bring into a good question: body preservation. Do you start to see players more injuries, more injured more often, um, overuse injuries? Um, so I, I think that'll be something to watch. As this plays out, to see exactly what's going to happen with um, player safety and you know the the body, uh, if adding two more uh, games in that in that I think situation. Good. These stats stuffers. Oh, you ain't kidding. Fantasy uh, guys are just going to. <laughs> well, moving from the NFL, what are Charles takes on the XFL. 
so far we got a few weeks in uh is it a good spring placeholder for the nfl is it helping the nfl i mean just what's your thoughts overall in general about the xs xfl at this point ah well in all honesty i watched maybe two games and it already looks like it's been more of a success than it was when mcmahon did it in 2000 2001 small potatoes yeah i mean <laughs> the, the, what from what i've seen in these games i mean they're putting butts in the bleachers I mean, I, I can't necessarily say that happened Vince's first go around, but this has been more. It gives guys opportunities, you know. Um, you know, maybe some of these NFL scouts want to, you know, bounce back and watch some XFL. Uh, you know, they can they can always get picked right back up. You know, it's another shot and it's football. So I think I, I love it. I love it. You know, and this is one of my, I guess, biggest uh, things about the XFL. To me, it's almost a little bit more fun to watch. I love hearing the coach yes. mic'd up, yes. mic'd up. That's talking. great, greatest idea. Yeah, yes. I was like, you know, I I love sitting here and hearing things that coaches are calling on the field. I'm like, hey, we we have the same play as a high school coach. That's fun. And it's like, I don't know exactly what they're going to do here. Yeah, and then to see it work, like, well, it don't work like that for us, but I'm glad it worked for them. So, I mean, to me, I think there's. There's more fun. Active. Yeah, it's more active. It's more engaging for a fan to yeah. be sitting there and watch it. And I think the game's going a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love that. So I, I think there's some really good things here that... Uh, Fresh you know, ideas, new yeah, ideas. I mean, just thinking outside the box and getting away from, well, it's not the NFL. No, it's not the NFL. But at the same time, it's football, like you said. And there's some fresh things here that we can kind of look at and be like, you know what? That's that's kind of fun. The one, the extra point, <clears throat> the two points, the mm-hmm. three points, the kickoffs. I love how they kick. Well, they kick from the forty, mm-hmm. and nobody can move right yeah. until you know that reset. Yep. The returner catches. I, I love that. And I, I it, like saying your your uh, sideline journalist. They're co- constantly interviewing players. It's it's more active. I mean, you feel you know. You feel like, like you're a part of the game. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I, yeah, I like the idea that honestly, there's a lot of stuff from the XFL that possibly the NFL. I'm not saying everything, but a few a few things that the NFL could adopt that they could open up to. And I think the XFL gives the NFL kind of a good like base to kind of look at and say like, okay, maybe we're doing this wrong. Maybe we should do it this way a little bit. Yeah, I think for the first time. And I'm not saying that the XFL is near the league of the NFL, the NFL. No, no. But I think for the first time, there is, in a long, long time, something that can push the NFL into looking at some new ideas. Yeah. Previous XFL did not do that. You know, the U.S. He tried to make it too, Vince tried to make it too, uh, What's the word? Uh, USFL? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just not working. You know, the old USFL, you know, did not push the NFL. And I think the current brand of XFL, if it can stay around for a few years, can push the NFL to kind of look to adopt some new rule changes and things like that. It gives football fans, it's like I said, it's football. Yeah. It's football. Especially the game base. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I like the fact that it's not as – Players maybe not be as uh, pampered 
<laughs> as yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, these guys are there just because it's football. Well, they yeah, want to play football. They're not making. Like, yeah. They're not making uh, the hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, these guys are there because it's football and they want to play football. And you can tell in the way they play. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, I don't think the referees are, you know, calling it quite like they do in the NFL, where they're trying to protect everybody. I was about to say the couple games I've seen, it's less yellow. I mean, yeah. the rest of them play. They're, they're what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know, and to a degree, I, I think that is hurt. The NFL. the NFL a little bit because the consistency of the flags from game to game, you know, you watch the game one week and you'll have, you know, 50-something flags and you go to the next week, the same team playing, and they only get penalized five times for the entire game. I so. think refs take over the games too much in the NFL. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that that is something that should be looked at as well, and I think the XFL can kind of help them do that. So, I think we're all in pretty consensus. Yeah. This is the best, you know – version of NFL competition to come out in quite some time, if ever. That was, yeah. not, that was nice to see everybody agree. Right. Uh, it's about to take a turn, though, in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think we... You got something to say? No. no. We may have a disagreement. No, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, saving, saving the disagreements. All right. Saving the Biggest action, surprise audience. team in the NBA. And uh, I'm going to let... My youngest, go ahead and start on this one because uh, I think me and him are in agreement on this one. Carver, what you got to say? I want to go last. You want to go last? Okay. Who wants to hold off and go last then? <laughs> All right. D-Rock. Go ahead, D-Rock. Oh, man. I was, uh, well, I thought maybe somebody would take this one, but I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. I, I think, I mean, I did not see them, honestly, they're challenging really for the East Crown. And I, I mean, I'm a Bucks fan, but. Like, I did not see the Miami Heat. They could honestly, they might represent the East. If they, I mean, if they play like they have against both times, they've met Milwaukee, that team looks just as scary as anybody in the East in the surprise that they've made. Like you, you, I, I did not see with this roster them being that good. No. I thought they were a piece or two away. Yeah. I think Pat Riley's done an outstanding job. He lose job Hassan White's Put this team together. You know, Pat Riley... If I don't know how anybody cannot say he has been one of the best GMs in the history, he's right, he's right up over Jerry West and Honestly. of the game. I mean, you Hall of Fame coach, no doubt. But I think what he's done in the front office has been maybe even more impressive than what he's done as a coach. Because you look at the teams he he's won titles with. I mean. Magic. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was loaded. Oh, yeah. the Showtime Lakers, he was loaded. Definitely. Without, without so, question. I mean, I could have went and coached the Showtime Lakers. And I, know, and, I, and I know nothing about the game of basketball. <laughs> other than I like to watch it, and it's fun to watch. And, you know, I can still hit a jump shot if I'm wide open and make a layup every now and then. But as far as the X's nose of the game, I mean, I could have rolled the balls out, like you said earlier, and said, Magic, I need you to you get about 22 today. Uh, Kareem, give me uh, about 15 and 10. And, you know, James Worthy, you just do whatever it is you do. And, you know, he was loaded. And then when he went and started winning in Miami, uh, <laughs> of course, there. So, I mean. Don't get started on 06. <laughs> well, that's for another day. But, I mean, like you said, I, I, I just think, you know, 
he has got to be in the discussion of the best GMs of all time. With the moves he's made, I mean. I mean, to be willing to get, like you said, get rid of Whiteside, who was their defensive stud. He won, yeah. Bam's been tearing he, he up. Got, he, he, look at that. He, he, he got rid of that contract. He's got Bam now that's playing just as high level as Whiteside. And he can actually play better because he can play on the perimeter where yeah. Whiteside could not. Right. He can guard multiple defend, like people. He can defend multiple positions. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think what he's done without anybody knowing it is put together a very masterful. Now, the one thing that I worry about Miami is do they have that one star or stud that can bail them out at you know when they have to have somebody go off? So yeah. Jimmy Butler and Star? I want to say Butler. I put Butler as like you got I, your your A's. To me, Butler's a tier two. Yeah, like I mean, you, you got your does he have the A's. potential to do it? Yes, but does he do it on a consistent basis? No. I um, think his good days are in Chicago, but that's neither. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's my one concern. They don't have a Giannis. They don't have a Luca. They don't have that uh, a Kawhi, yeah. LeBron. Or, you know, they don't have that person that you just look at and say, yeah, that's their stuff. That's yeah, he could be the face of the NBA. Which may be a good thing in the, in the grand scheme of things because now, okay, you don't have that person. Maybe they maybe they don't want that one guy. That could be it. Come playoff time, you know, when it comes to playoffs, defense, it picks up. I yeah. mean, they're, the NBA defense, I, I don't know what it is, but they pick it up. We got, we got to take this guy out of the equation. They've got different – Pieces. Yeah. And that, that could be beat you on a given and given night. <coughs> and that may be to Pat Riley's thinking and his it's almost like the grand scheme of you know, money ball in the baseball yeah. where you don't have those studs, you just have players that can get the job done and you know, I, I just think what he's done down there with that roster, I never saw it coming. And I'm a Heat fan. I've loved the Heat since back in the Zoe days, Tim Hardaway days, and Ronnie Cycli even. There's a name. Syracuse guy, Dan Marley. So, I mean, yeah, Dan Marley. Marley you know. You know. Didn't uh, Rex Chapman play for the Heat, too? Oh, Harold, uh, I, think I know he played, played for the Charlotte for a little bit. Yeah, and then you got, he, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure he played for the Heat. Ashburn did. Because I'm, I'm, I think I remember Rex, uh, Rex uh, Chapman hitting like a three-quarter shot when he was at Miami. But then you got Harold Miner, too. I mean, who was kind of a bust, but that's all right. He could done it. All right, who, who are you saying there? Well, um, I'm going to be too biased if I say this, but, you know. We're going down. We got to go to the big D. We're going to the Everybody knows. And we don't mean Dallas. Well, I mean, we'd be here all night while – I tell you honestly why they're the biggest surprise team in the NBA, but I'm going to switch a little gear real quick, and I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. They have been one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA. You have Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, a little older, but he can still ball Carmelo. Sam Bowie's still Hassan there. Hassan Whiteside's <laughs> there, and you want to tell me this, they're under, they're what, eight, nine games under 500? How does that happen? Where, where did I miss? If you would have told me going in, Portland would be, what are they sitting at, 26 and 37? I, really, I agree. I really thought they were the third best team in the West. I mean, you're talking about a, a big disappointment. Uh, they they have and, and that is the topic, biggest surprise. They don't have to be the best yeah, surprise. It can, it, be can be on, it can be on the bad yeah. side. Yeah, I think you I think you blow them up after this year, but all right. And they're, you know, they're kind of – Kind of put together, like maybe, like you talked about, maybe they have too many stars. Mm-hmm. And, oh, exactly. You know, you might, like you said, have to blow them up. 
could be a situation like OKC had where you just had too many egos. Yep. And you have to start dishing them out, and now you're left with All the nothing. guys went to ball. But yeah, because at one time, he's looking at OKC like this. It could be a dynasty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Westbrook. Yeah, Harden. Harden, Durant. They had I mean, Reggie Jackson. You know, Seth Losher was on his yeah. team, right? Yeah, And then, I mean. The big German said not today, boys. And, uh, I mean. You know, and that begs the question, had they won it that year, would they have stayed together and become a dynasty? Well, it was what ifs. Yeah, it's what like ifs in sport. I ain't got to tell y'all who ruined it, but we'll continue. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to let uh, Carver here take mine. What are you going to say there, boy? Well, I have heat on the board, but since people have already said it, I well, you can agree with him. Yeah, you can. No, you well, know, I do that's a, still mine. I do agree with him, but I want to change it up and go with OKC. Oh, well, that's a good okay. pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think they're good or bad? Good. All right. All right. Nobody had them sitting at the sixth seed this time, you know, in the offseason. No way. Chris Paul, no. his leg, he's they lost. Oh, yeah. They're still a playoff team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Right. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I figured they were one of the bottom teams in the yeah. playoffs. Eight, nine, ten, maybe. They've lost everybody from that original when they made that championship run. Just about everybody's gone from that. If not... Everybody I don't think there's a <coughs> Stephen Adams. Well, there's another name we missed on that 11 team, Serge Ibaka. Serge. See, yeah. look at all that they Serge was playing good too during yeah. that time. You tell me a team. I don't think Stephen Adams is on there. You tell, but you tell me a team that's lost <coughs> Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, James Arden, and they're still sitting in the playoffs. In the really West. Good, in the West of all places. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, honestly, you put them in the East. They're probably a three or four seed. <laughs> They're probably right there with your Boston's and Toronto. Because yeah. you got, yeah, yeah, we won't. So that's a, that's a pretty good pick, Carver. It was. I'm gonna stick with the Heat because I, like I said, I just think going into the season being a Heat fan, I never would imagine them having the year that they put together. You like to add to this one, or are you waiting for the next one? What's that? Are you waiting? For- yeah, well, like my eighth, <laughs> the team that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Shoot it out there. What's your no, the yeah. Lakers? Look at them. They have you're surprised. Any, they're, they're, uh, you're surprised. surprised by their success. Yes, because look what they happened. We Davis lost one LeBron. of the greatest players of all time. They have Anthony Davis and LeBron. What do you expect? They <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Anthony Davis and LeBron. What do you expect? From? I mean, that's the greatest team of all time right now. Right? To go zero and eighty two. Anthony Davis could win a game by himself. <laughs> so now, now here, here's here's a, a good question. Oh, it's always fun. On if they sports. do go on, if they do go on to win, look, this. look what they're going through right now during half the year. Right, but, that, that's where I, that's where I was getting ready to go. If they go on, they can put, you know, the Kobe, Gigi, all that stuff. You know that's affecting that organization. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, if, they, if, they if deserve they can, this. If they can go on. And wintering this year, of course, that's going to be special mm-hmm. just because of what happened. Exactly. How do you know the thing I go to is how does this team, because it is made up of some stars, LeBron, AD, where does it rank with Showtime, Lakers? Where does it rank with Shaq and Kobe? The Kobe and Pals, you know, where does this team fit in with those? Is this at one, the bottom? They got to win multiple. Well, that's true. All those other ones won. They're expecting more. <laughs> this team is expecting more right now. I mean, if, no. if they don't win this championship this year for Kobe, 
Ain't everybody else. That's it. Nah, that's all. Nah, that's it. Here's my thing. I'm not and sure. I, and I guarantee it. I'm like Joe Namath. <laughs> I guarantee it this win. Here, the here. Lakers will win the NBA championship. <laughs> that's bold. That's a good prediction. Hey, yeah, I like it. I, I, I do. You know, the, the Heat are my East Coast team. The Lakers have been my West Coast team, especially since Shaq left Orlando and went to LA. But you know, I'll be honest. <laughs> when ranking these teams, I think I'd have put this one above the Showtime era Lakers, just simply because I didn't think during that time the West competition was like it is today. The West is a gauntlet today, and back then. When the Lakers were coming out every year, your tougher teams were in the East. It was Chicago, it was Boston, it was uh, Detroit. You know, those teams were beating themselves up to get to the, you know, and the Lakers were basically waltzing through the playoffs. Well, you know, don't get me wrong. We ain't got got Magic Johnson. We ain't got James Worthy. We ain't got Sam Perkins. We ain't got uh, Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar. Hell, we just need two players to win (laughs) it. Yeah, and if those two players can get through the West and get them there, I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, I, I think the bench players from LA when we were talking earlier, you've got to have a bench if you want to win. You, if you want to win, you need a bench. That's why Lakers I was freaking. That's why I was freaking out when they when earlier in the season they were talking about getting rid of Kyle Kuzma. I was like, why? He's good. Awesome. I mean, he was kind of awesome. going through a funk at the time, but I'm like, listen, this guy's coming through. Yeah, you can't write him off yet. <clears throat> All right, so All right, that puts us up to our bonus number five topic of the day. And being right here in Wildcat country, even though I am a Louisville fan, uh, I do kind of keep up with what's going on with the uh, Little Brother School in Lexington. Little Brother. Um, well, you know, one, one of us has to be uh, Little Brother. and Well, we'll uh, right, here we go. Well, well, actually, I got to say we're a little brother this year <laughs> since we did lose that game. But anyway, just this um, <laughs> the whole issue around Ashton Hagens and the controversy that's called, and or you know, kind of flared up a little bit between him and Kyle Perry at the the game when he, you know, Is obviously he? questioned. You know, being put back in when he told Kyle Perry, "What are you going to do? Just take me out again, and I'm not going in." and you know, eventually he did go back into the game, but then on the Florida game, he does not go with the team, does not travel with the team, doesn't play. Uh, and then most recently, there's the image released of him, you know, holding up probably uh, more money than I make in a paycheck, uh, you know, with a master's degree, actually beyond that. But, uh, you know, his shoebox was pretty stuffed, it looked like. It was, it definitely was. <laughs> so... You know that if for some reason this Hagen's distraction becomes an issue and they end up, you know, he he doesn't play a lot or he doesn't play, you know, significantly through from this point out. Can Kentucky win it all? And you know, I will say from my standpoint, no, because to me, he is too important to their defense. He is, he is their guy that can stop people on the perimeter. Do they have some decent other players that can play on the perimeter? Yes, but to me, Hagen's is that guy, and when you need to stop, he makes it. 
Um, I don't think they can win it all. I don't think he's as much um, from the offensive standpoint. I think he he can facilitate a little bit, and you know he can do some things offensively. But I think they have enough fire firepower around him that that'll be all right offensively. But I think it's when it comes to the defensive end that he's the one that kind of locks their defense in for him. So I don't think defensively they can they can hold up without him. You and. You're obviously more of a Kentucky fan than like most other people in this room, with the exception of him. But so, yeah, and you've watched more games than I have, obviously. So, what's your thoughts? Uh, I've really, I've, of course, I followed Higgins the now two years he's been there. His his freshman campaign, he started off slow, came on big when they played North Carolina. Of course, he had that career game of steals against Carolina. He really started developing as a you know, shut down defender, if not, you know, turned into what he is this year, has probably, you know, defensive player of the year. He's up there with the candidates as top defensive player of the year. Um, I, I Go back to the question, I, don't, I really I don't see him. Without Higgins, man, it's just like, you know, a team, it's like, you know, losing their quarterback. He he really runs that offense, gets guys involved. He, he locks down your point guards. I mean, he, what, what he's able to do to – keep teams from scoring makes up in lack of what he can do to score. Right. Uh, Hagen's as far as, you know, going out and getting you 30 points, he's not that kind of guard. He's not your typical, like, Calipari's had John Walls and Brandon Knights. He's not going to go out there and score 20 or 30, but he will get you the key steals that you need to assist. He does all the, the things on the stats that a true, like, point guard should do as where he's a floor general. Without him, Kentucky kind of looks lost in their offense. They they they, they definitely really, showed it yesterday. Yeah, and it shows. It shows just like Florida yesterday. Yeah, they they squeaked out the one point win. That's big. It's huge. But I mean, without Hagens, that whole first half, Kentucky looked lost. I, I'll and, be honest. I thought Florida more choked than Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Florida, Florida, Florida lost that game. It wasn't. I mean, Kentucky. To me, to me it looked just like. Louisville, when they played Florida State, Louisville had the second half lead. Oh, that was terrible. And yeah, just, they just stopped playing. And I it, thought Florida, it, like, that, it looked like happened. a mirror image of what happened to Louisville and Florida State. And, you know, sometimes teams win games in those situations. Other times teams just lose games. And I thought Florida just lost that game. Yeah, the key to that game, he, when Blackshear went out, yeah. he had the hand injury. And then it allowed Richards to really go off. I make Richards had two points the first half, yeah. and he ended up with uh, nineteen twenty. Yeah. So I mean, he really went off the second half with Blackshear on the bench. So yeah, sometimes I mean, that's that's what it is, and you know, similarly, that's you know when in that Florida State game, Malik Williams went out. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes is one person to go out, and yeah. you know, yeah. things start going awry. I'm with y'all. I don't think I don't. I don't think they do. I don't think they. Can you know that that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. You know, Kentucky going forward. Yes, you might be able to get past a Florida team that, you know, arguably Florida has kind of they, – they've been a disappointment. Because yeah. Florida coming in, I thought Florida was good. I really thought there would be weeks Florida would be number one. Listen, I, I, I told you a couple weeks ago that I think the SEC is a three-horse team to get people in. I know there's some people that think Florida's still a tournament team. I think Florida still has work to do. I think they need to win two games in the SEC tournament to get in. Yeah. Right now, I don't have Florida in. <clears throat> No. I have LSU. I got Auburn. I got Kentucky. Those are my three SEC teams mm-hmm. I have in. Everybody else is suspect. And honestly, there's many mid-major teams that are going to have 
you know, when you put the records up, have better records. Especially yeah. against top 25 opponents, things like that. And we, and we talked pre-show. If you're Hagens, why are you doing this? It, the timing is terrible. This is, you this cannot is, do this going into, into the tourney. You this just, is where social media is yeah, terrible. It's, it's, it, 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 honestly, the if I was a coach, social media should not be a thing no. unless it's the off season. I don't think tank players should be getting on Instagram live. During, in the locker rooms. No, I mean, it, 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 there's never really any good. Yeah, what come out what of, good has come out of social media in the locker room? Nothing. There's nothing. And, and, what are you going to do? You're going to get on there, people going to give you shout-outs. Okay, that's that's all right, whatever. you got to be insta-famous, man. got to be insta-famous. <laughs> we, we are getting insta-famous the wrong way going into March. I don't want, you know, my point guard, my leader of my team, on there counting $20 bills out in someone's back seat. Riding around the streets of Lexington, it looked like the middle of the night. You know, like that's not a good. You know, especially with no. with with the media ready to latch on to Calipari at any time. Yeah. You know, they're going to run yeah. with this. Now, now, I do think there is one person in the room that thinks they can still win it all without Hagens. And we're going <laughs> to. Uh, yes, his hand went up, and so I guess we're going to hear. Big Kent, big Kent, Grayson County. Folks, listen. prepare for a big take because I think it's coming. Yes, I. I they will do it. <laughs> There's a big talk. They they will win the SEC or the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Without Higgins, I'm all for it. Yes, without Higgins. Now, what's the reason? They proved that yesterday. (laughs) Florida. Hey, yeah. What's Florida? That's in Florida. Florida. It was in Florida, but I mean, without Blackshear. Yeah. They ended up. They have got a good chance to win it all. You got quickly. that's why he. That's why Hagen's ain't playing good. It's cause it quickly. He's jealous. I think <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I, you know, I think there is something to that. There, there's, Quigley a friction, has been, there's a friction there. I, I think Quigley has been playing better. Yeah, I'll be honest, and I think I Ashton Hagen's has started playing worse when Quigley started playing better. Because yeah. well, all of a sudden, Quigley, I'm a big Quigley. Kentucky fan. I love him. We're we're gonna do it. I mean, I mean, quick. I think quickly taking some of the headlines away from Hagen uh, from Hagen's. <laughs> Hagen's Max, Maxie's got to step up though. Maxie's not a point guard. That aggravated me yesterday. That's, 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 he turned yeah, the ball the over point. a few times. He he's not a point guard. That's where Hagen's would came in. And that's right. and that's our point. Most of us say we Kentucky can't win without a true point guard. Uh, because really, they don't have the players. Well, Hayden, I think, with the exception of Quigley, that can make their own shots. No, you're exactly right. You know, Nick Nick Richards is not making his own shot. No, he he's, get, you know he's getting lobs from Hagens or yeah, Quigley. But, but wasn't there a conflict Post between Hagens and Richards too? I mean, yes, I heard there was, was something going thing. on between that. There was. There was in that Tennessee Give me game. the ball. If, yeah. If, <laughs> give me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that. No. To win, you can't have friction. <laughs> No, I, and I totally agree. I mean, and and this puts us going over a little bit, but you know what's Kyle Perry's role in this? Mm-hmm. You know where where does the accountability come in? You know, has he allowed this to develop? Is he allowed this to happen? Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I think for a long time I've thought Kyle Perry, you know, has just let players be players and go yeah. play. You're doing their own, and I and I think. This might be one of those times where that's going to come back to bite him in the butt a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, it's showing. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really? I, I can think of a couple times when Calipari has kind of been in this situation to Marcus Cousin at Mississippi State, I think it was. When he did the call me? Yeah. To the yeah. student section? And, you know, him and DeMarcus kind of got into it. Um, that whole situation. So, it's a little different, though. He, honestly, and Calipari puts his money into players that I think, like, has been there and done it. He kind of like it's like he boasts them up on a level to where he's putting all of his trust into them, and it's almost too much sometimes. He did it with the the Harrison twins when he's on the thirty eight no against against Wisconsin. You know the the players. You should have had Tyler Ulyss in, I, and I still say that. I know this is kind of off topic, but you should have had Tyler Ulyss in that game when they was against Wisconsin. I thought he run the offense better than. The Harrison Twins. I thought the Harrison Twins were way overrated. They were they were playing like garbage, but Calipari <laughs> ran with them because he's like, well, they got us here. But, you know, like, Hagen's – he's trying to put too much into Hagen's when Hagen's – you know, you got to make an example, too. You can't let one guy on this team be a cancer either. Yes. And I, and I think from Hagen's body language at that time this year, I, I think that's exactly – you kind of nailed it on that one is that, you know, Hagen's to me seems to be a very selfish player. And I, I don't know the kid, but, you know, to me he's one of those, it's about me. I think he, uh, I think he got caught up in a lot of the preseason hype. Yeah. Where Hagen's you're talking about being an SEC player of the year candidate to yeah. go into now, he's you know, third he, best the, player the, on the third, team. Yeah, I mean, Nick Richards passed him up with that within a couple weeks, weeks. months. Yep. Now – you know, quickly, quickly. we passed him up as being an offensive player. But, you know, that's kind of where, you know, I think his ego has not been able to handle exactly you know, taking that step back. And, yeah. you know, who knows? I who mean, knows? he may come back from this, you know, Florida, I'm not going with the team, calling us a And if they got him, we're talking a different story. Yeah. This is just if. If, if. if he comes back and plays the level that fans know he can play yeah. at. Instead of, like you said, Shane, being that the guy that's caught up in, well, well, I'm not. You know, you know, even though I'm not a Kentucky fan, I, I will, with Louisville is out, you know, of course I want a home team to win it. Does, yeah, bring it, it to the burn, Does it burn me that Kentucky is getting another <laughs> banner in another championship? Yes, it'll burn me a little bit. But I would still rather go here than, you know, Carolina go to a Duke or, or, yeah. Yeah, or someplace like that. Don't worry um, about North Carolina, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, and the thing is, even if Hagen's does come back, which Hagen's are you going to get? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to get a Hang uh, a Hagen's that is frustrated and stressed out over all this stuff happening? Yeah, he can't play, or is he going to be able to shake all this off and go back and be the caliber player that? Um, he really started off the season at because I thought he started off the season pretty well. Yeah, I thought he But, had... you know, the truth of the matter is he's a point guard. He's got a certain role on the team. It's not flashy. It's not, you know, a glorious role. You're not going to go out there and every night, like you said, put up 20 or 25. That's not your job on this team. No. Your job is to distribute the ball to, you know, to Nick Richards. Your big quickly, guys and your shooters. And your shooters. And just, you know, if the team's winning, it's because of you. Because yeah. you're doing your job. Yeah. When your team has struggled, it's because you have struggled. You yeah. did not play well. 
And I think, like you said, that was evident with the Florida game with how disjointed their offense looked in the first half. And like you said, had Blackshear not got hurt, they probably don't come back from that. No. Without a doubt. So, I mean, you just count your lucky stars, you know, that happened. It did a win, yeah. Because, I mean, right now it's looking very bleak. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like Tracy Lawrence said, Time marches on, boys. <laughs> Time does. With, so with or without you. March on for this. Mar- we're going to march on Kentucky in March. Will march on. Yeah. Kentucky marches on past April. Now. Past April. March. A big Kent well, special. Well, we'll say that the program will be there regardless whether. Time marches <laughs> yeah. on, boys. Uh, but we will go ahead and uh, give you a little preview of our next episode because next Sunday. Loaded show. We'll be loaded because it Ears is a selection Sunday. True. We will be broadcasting as the selections are picked. Oh, you got it. And uh, be filling out our brackets at that time and kind of be talking about how the brackets are, are rolled out, who got snubbed, uh, who's those underdogs that can make a serious run, and ultimately, who's going to win it all. So, you know, as we get ready to uh, close down shop, we hope you've uh, enjoyed listening to another episode of Spill Your Sports. And uh, until next week. Brett Kiesel, you had the greatest beard in football history. I loved it. No, Ron Fitzpatrick gets that magic. Brett Kiesel any day. Ron Fitzpatrick. Magical. Crazy. Ron. You're delusional. Be sure to tune in next Sunday for a loaded, loaded March Madness. Lost your mind. Brett Kiesel. Spill your sports is out.